Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, all seven rounds in heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. Hendon Hooker is going to go in the first round, and none of us are going to know what to say. Is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the Day 3 Special Teams Linebacker Extraordinaire. And joining me as always is AJ. Draft running backs in the first round, but do not draft linebackers in the first round. Marchese. I mean, is that wrong? Is that a bad take? This is the one year, I think. You take Bijan Robinson in the first round. This draft stinks. <laughs> do you take him top 10, though? That's the question, I think. Honestly, yeah. I take it that, them over Bijan top 10 over any linebacker in the first round I, this year. I don't disagree. Go on. Today, we'll be breaking down our top linebackers in the 2023 NFL draft. Let's hit it. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving out to Casey, maybe. Looking for Stroud or a Bryce Young. Who's going to wear a Hawaiian shirt today? Who's going to put ketchup on a stick? Who's going to find a steal? In the fifth, the home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink, spelled like sportsdrink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out. Uh, this linebacker class, AJ, it is, uh, it is quite a slog to get Funky. Through. It's funky, baby. Uh, yeah, I, this is by far the least I've enjoyed uh, any of these groups so far. Is this the worst position group now? I, I, I will add the safety group doesn't look great on paper. Uh, yep. We we have that show coming up. But the, so far, this is the worst position group we've watched. Hold on. But the safeties have a couple dogs we know we like. You know what I mean? Like, There's a couple guys we know we like in that safety group. Yeah, this is the worst. This is the worst group in the entire draft, and I, I have no doubt about that. Um, how many top 100 grades do you have? Five. I have uh, four and one, like maybe five, like four and a half. I have a lot of fourth fifth. and fifth round. Uh, fifth is the sweet spot for me, yeah. Yeah, and I kind of think like th- there's a certain linebacker I like on day three, probably fifth, sixth round. <laughs> I'd rather take him almost o- over almost anybody. I like <laughs> yeah, I'm interested to see. Well, Savashi Dennis, your guy, I know. Um, I'm interested to see who that is, but... 
Yeah, I I don't know. This group is so... First of all, it was not enjoyable to watch, like you just said. Second, it's very undersized. Um, so, like, I feel like I just pushed up the guys that are, that are more fun watches. That's why I did. Like, I don't really care. Like, outside the top... I mean, the top <laughs> whoa, three guys... Whoa, are, whoa, whoa, whoa. Sorry, wait, sorry, wait, sorry, no. sorry. You care a lot. I do care. I care so much. The top three guys are very, very clear, obviously. And then there's a couple others. And then after that, it's like the same person over and over and over. Yeah, no, I think uh, by far the most interesting guys are... Uh, and, and obviously, the most interesting guys are the most talented guys. But normally, there's some like day three guys mm-hmm. you find really interesting. Um, and this group just, yeah, it wasn't, uh, wasn't a whole lot going on. There's a lot of just kind of undersized linebackers who ran good times. A very mm-hmm. fast group. But a lot of guys who kind of lacking instincts don't don't stack and shit all that well and um kind of aren't fluid enough to play in space yeah even though they ran four four nine or whatever yeah so no i i I thought it was tough uh but i do think ultimately it makes it interesting which because inevitably one of these linebackers who goes on day three is going to turn into a solid nfl starter (laughs) i'm interested to see who it is I think I have my bet, but yeah, I think I think it is interesting to see who it is. Um, I also think it's interesting how you stack the top three guys. I don't think there's a clear cut. Um, I don't either, and I think it's it's been strange because I felt like it was made out to be one one specific order, and I I disagreed with that order right away. I will say my the top. I mean, no spoilers here. It's whatever order you have: Drew Sanders, Trenton, uh, Trenton Simpson. Um, and Jack Campbell, um, and I have all three of those guys graded the, the exact same. <laughs> like honestly, yeah, it's 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 like they're very close. Uh, I have one above the the other two, but I, I, had, a, I had a hard time splitting them. Um, that being said, yeah, after after that, I don't know, man. It's it's a beautiful Sunday in Canada, and I'm just trying to get this over. <laughs> I'm in Spain, so when the S is silent. Uh, wow. Um, I will say that this is a good year to not take a linebacker in the first round. Yeah, it is. And and that's kind of something that I feel like we should have been trending towards sooner unless it's a complete game changer at the position. Like, linebacker and running back are not, like, apples to apples, but... Similar, just with the way the game has gone, like it's yeah. similar in that it's a devalued position, um, and I feel as if you find more solid players—not like all pros or anything—but solid players outside of the first round. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just scarred by Devin Bush as a Steelers fan, but no, I, I think I know. Like obviously, this class is not good, and so that that doesn't mean a whole lot. But I, I think this this group. And this time could be a bit of a turning point and the end of a first-round linebacker era. It's, it's definitely obviously trending towards the running back direction, right? Um, I don't know. I, again, it depends. It could definitely shift back. But I, I do see a future where we have no more classes of multiple first-round linebackers, right? You would hope so. I mean, like, even this past year, like, Devin Lloyd struck. Yeah, yeah. Right? He, like, shouldn't, it, he shouldn't have been a first-round pick. And, I mean, like, Quay Walker, I, I know it ended on a poor note, but, like, Quay Walker had a pretty damn good rookie year, I thought. He did. Um, and, and then, kind of after that, 
you get into the day two, like Nicobe Dean didn't even play, uh, and and I I'm really I think Nicobe Dean's gonna be great, but you know what I mean. Like, Nicobe Dean would be by far linebacker one in this class. Yeah, for sure. A lot like I don't know, like Malcolm Rodriguez. They found him in the sixth round. He's yeah. probably gonna end up one of the five best linebackers from this past draft, right? And yeah, I feel like it's like that's not an easy thing to do, but you're better off. Spending draft capital on like the third round onwards on this position is sort of how I feel, unless it's a complete game changer. But those yeah. are hard to find. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I mean, like Fred Warner went in the third round. He had great tape. That was a good good linebacker group too. Yeah, it was. Uh that that was that was that that Tremaine Evans year too. Uh, Tremaine Evans year. I think so. Twenty seventeen, wasn't it? That whole linebacker group was crazy. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> it was the reverse of this. Um. Yeah. Roquan, Tremaine Evans, Leighton Vanderesh, Rashawn Evans, uh, Shaq Leonard. Yep. Fred Warner. Uh, like that's Fred Warner, Jerome Baker, Malik Malik Jefferson, Oren Burks. Dorian O'Daniel. D.O.D., baby. And then Josie Jewell in the, in the fourth round. Yeah, it would be, would be linebacker one in this class. And I have a Josie Jewell call. Of course class, you do. So. There's there's so many Josie Jewels. Um, okay. How many draftables did you end up having? Um, like 18, 19. I had 21. I was being a little generous. Yeah. I got some draftables on guys who just test really well. That's fair. Um, I, I I think I have 13 fourth round or better grades, um, but most of those are in the fourth round. Oh, I don't like. Hold on. No, I have <laughs> I have nine fourth round or better grades. Okay. Oh, I love this class. I guess. Um, <laughs> No, I, yeah, I, I, I don't. Um, no, I, I think I think I'm just maybe like that. Shift that to the fifth round. I've 15 fifth or better grades, so I love this class. You love this class, okay? So let's get into it. Let's get into our superlatives and let's start with highest four. Which of these linebackers? Obviously, it's going to be one of the top three. Do you feel like this is the guy who's just going to be starting for a decade? Well, he's starting for a decade in Edmonton, and it's Jack Campbell, baby. I think it's, yeah, it's got to be Jack Campbell. I think it's easily Jack Campbell's the highest yeah. linebacker in this class. Yeah. He's the only guy I, I feel strongly that as a rookie, he'll he'll immediately be starting. And a guy who I think ends up going in the second round when it's all said and done. Yeah. Uh, especially after the way he tested. But he's the best. To me, he is the best combination of size athleticism and instincts. Agreed. Like and that's kind of like he where these other guys are a little more raw, the other Drew Sanders and Trenton Simpson, he is ready to start at Mike in the NFL right now. Yeah, and he has NFL size, like you said. And the testing was off the charts, which you throw on the tape, I don't think he looks like that athlete, but I think, you know, going back, you start to appreciate the the, the small athletic feats a little bit more. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? His change of direction skills Quite good. The better than I give him credit for. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, he's not some super twitched up animal, but he's fluid. Uh, He he looks good uh, getting depth in his zone drops. Yeah. Yeah. His change of direction skills are nice. Um, Plus, that's 6'5", 249. Like, that's not easy. Uh, And he's a lot better at it than 
a bunch of linebackers who weigh less than 230 pounds. Yeah, yeah. Also, you're getting a guy that, you know, like directing the traffic constantly for the defense. Like, he, he checked that box. And I, I think of, like, even probably the whole class. He might be, like, like obviously the upside is probably not super high, but, like, a guy that I'm going to drop into zone and trust him the most day one. He's better in coverage than I think every linebacker in this class. Yeah, he, he's got great eyes. Like, I think there's other guys like, that can get better than him, but the eyes are so good. Yeah. He's just so active. Yeah. Yeah, like he's not a guy I'm going to have matchup one on one with a tight end no. or, or, or get out in space as like an overhang, like uh, nickel, no. big nickel. But uh, just in terms of being a Mike linebacker who drops in space, has good zone eyes, picks up crossers, knows what to do, and, and like you said, direct traffic back there. Like he checks that box, and a lot of these guys don't. Made, made some plays on the ball, just, too, which a lot of guys didn't, too. <laughs> well, I mean, to, the freaking Ohio State game. That, that what a pick. Yeah. Like, that was insane. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, like, I feel like the best play to highlight how how he understands the importance of getting depth in his own drop. A lot of these guys just kind of drop to drop. And, yes. And don't do anything once they, they've they've hit their landmark. He understands continuing to get depth and 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 using his eyes. Um, and then, yeah, like, the size, the ball skills on that interception. Um and when you talk about him as a run defender, he is better. At re- like his instincts are, are are quite good. They're easily um, top three in this class, yeah. if not number one. Uh, he reads his keys. He 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 stacks and sheds better than a lot of these guys. Uh, and his take on skills are better than a lot of these guys. I thought there was a lot of like bad tacklers in this group. Yeah, there was. And I mean. Like, because I think he's, he's, you know, he has the NFL size and he has the NFL strength, right? And I I, I think he's even inconsistent on, like, you know, the take on and, and shedding blocks. But, like, he's still better than a lot of, or most of these guys. Um, one, one thing I'll say, maybe he's, like, a little too impatient at, at times. Like, just lets the play come to him. But, like, I don't know. Like, I, again, I think he's clearly the highest floor. The athleticism, again, shocking, but you do see it a bit. And... I don't know, like solid tackler. I don't know. There, there's not, and I, I, I agree, like so, some solid block shedding too. And then obviously has the NFL size. Like, again, I think this is, if you just need to plug a linebacker in, you don't need to sit and develop a guy or want to, I guess. And you don't have, you don't want, need a guy that's going to be some high level stud or anything. I, again, Jack Campbell could turn into a pretty damn good ball yeah, player. Yeah, I, I think he's, he's got a high ceiling. I, I do too. Um, I, I'm not saying he doesn't. I'm just, but, yeah. I feel like what happened when it comes to stacking him among some of these other linebackers is like he's it's kind of boring because he's just good at playing linebacker, being an off-ball Mike linebacker. Whereas like other guys, it's like Trenton Simpson's this rocked-up explosive yeah. missile. Drew Sanders has the pass rushing chops. Yeah. Like Dayon Henley's a former receiver in safety who kind of came out of the out of nowhere. Nick Herbig can rush the passer. Um, and, and Jack Campbell's just like he's a starting Mike linebacker, and that's all I want. That's yeah. all I want. That's all I want. Like I don't like. I feel like every year. With linebackers, especially because, like we were talking about off the top, is kind of this devalued position. People are looking for this like, kind of X factor to really sell them on a, on these players, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's how you end up with Isaiah Simmons going eighth and not really having a. Now, mind you, like the Cardinals have done a poor job with him, and and he had he's coming off his best year where he's like basically just playing big nickel. But like we get enamored with these linebackers who are linebackers who aren't like truly 
just starting NFL middle linebackers. Yeah. Uh, and they get drafted too high, and it doesn't work out. Like, De- Devin Lloyd was does not have good eyes. No. And and we were too high on him, I think, in, in retrospect. Yeah. I think a lot of people were. Yeah. Um, and, like, all that – like, if you look at the best off-ball linebackers in the NFL, yes, they're athletic. Some of them have good length. But, like, a lot of the overdrafted guys are the guys who can, like, pass rush, right? Yeah. Or, or test off the charts, like Devin Bush. Um and it's they lack maybe the fundamentals, and I feel like the NFL sells themselves on we can teach this guy to play linebacker. I just want a guy who knows how to play off ball linebacker, and to me that is Jack Campbell. But then absolutely, and then he's you know he's six five two fifty, and he he tested great. Like that's check 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 to me. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, I'm pulling up a list of first round linebackers right now because I, I I've just I've just got upset. Yeah, I mean, so few of them have worked out. I, I feel like more first-round running backs have worked out lately than first-round linebackers, right? Like, the hit rate's got to be better on them. Yeah, I feel like like it's dumb to take a, a running back in the first round, but a lot of the time, like, they, they are good players, generally speaking. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, unless it's Micah Parsons, that's such a different story. Where Micah Parsons yeah. was an edge rusher playing off-ball linebacker at Penn State. His tape was also incredible at off-ball linebacker. And then... Dallas just lets him pass rush. Like, that's so different because I feel like a lot of the time, like, you're drafting these guys who who have these pass rushing upside, this pass rushing upside, but, like, that's not what they're doing in the NFL. Like, yeah. you look at De- De- Devin White's demanding a trade. Devin White, it's so funny. Devin White's one of the most overrated players in the NFL. He's not a good off-ball linebacker, but he put up these stats because he mm-hmm. dropped into the per- perfect spot beside one of the best off-ball linebackers of the last decade and a half in Levante David. And he's just put up these numbers and gotten accolades because of it. I'm on a tangent right now, and um, <laughs> that, but that's your Jack Campbell. But, but like him going fifth overall, that was a bad draft. Oh yeah, pick. oh yeah, it was. It was like, absolutely. Ro- Roquan is what the only linebacker to go in the top ten. That's like been a good pick. Yeah, but since... he's he's on his second team. You know what I mean? Like yeah, and like I mean, I guess Anthony Barr at nine, and then like Luke Keekley. Yeah, it's a it's a weird position. So just give me the guy who just knows how to play it, and, and let's not get too enamored with the other stuff they're able to do. Because if that's not what they're going to be doing at the next level, then why does it matter? Yeah, and I feel like this is a lot of uh, true Sanders without saying his name. Uh, we'll get there in a, in a. I mean, we can get there right now if you want. Oh well, well you want to take us over to the highest floor? High I ceiling. mean, high ceiling. Yeah, let's 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 look. I just tried to split the three up. So let's hit let's hit Drew Sanders for high ceiling here. Um, and I think it's a lot of what you just said the the pass rush intrigue where people do believe that he's just going to be an edge rusher. Um, he's a better pass rusher on tape when he is doing it at Arkansas than he is an off ball linebacker. Yes. Um, I partially wonder like because he was playing more of an edge role at alabama like uh, uh, mind you he didn't really play too too much yeah um but i almost wonder would it have been more beneficial for him maybe not in terms of his draft stock but like more beneficial to him in our eyes had he stayed at alabama and in, in stayed on the edge like because he's got the size right like it's worked out for him very well. Like, he might be the first. No, it has. It has. And where would he be really uh, yeah. in this edge group, right? Like, especially like it worked out really great for True Sanders. Go on though. Fine. 
Um, Go on, no, please. I like this. All right, I like this. I feel like we've overrated again. We've overrated him because nine and a half sacks, when he did, like, get the rush to pass, or, like, he did a really good job. He's a very fluid athlete. Um, and, and, and it's not like I have a horrible grade on him or anything. I'm just not there with the some of the first round grades on him. Like that seems wild to me. If he was just an edge rusher, he wouldn't be talked about going top twenty. That's a good point. Uh, he shouldn't go in the first round. I know. I, I agree with you. Um, he is to me like the instincts are so raw. It feels like he's still learning the learning the position. He, he's such a fucking awful tackler too. Like, he's so and bad. He, that that's yeah. His take on skills are bad. Like. There were so many plays. I think it was the old Miss game um, where he should have had like five TFLs in the game mm-hmm. and he had none because he, he missed so many tackles. Like he yeah. puts him – like his athleticism shows up. Oh, Don't yeah. get me wrong. Uh, and he, he he's a good football player, but he's just not making his tackles. It, not and, only – like he, he's, he's not only just like doesn't make his tackles, but also like – He's just a really soft tackler. Like, he's moving so fast, and then he brings. Anyway, he's, he's good. He's six four, two thirty five, and then he just brings like, like it's like he's just like tapping a guy. I I don't appreciate that at all. Um, yeah, and then um, I mean, but but the reason we're talking about him for highest ceiling, yeah, and the reason there is he is a guy who can rush the passer. Like he, I think he could be a dynamic blitzer. I think you can line him up, uh, as a true edge when when it, it's called for. Uh, he's got. Awesome range. Yeah, he does. He's just he is, he's he, so fluid he, moving laterally. Yeah, like he is. He he's not just a straight line exploding down because I feel like there's a lot of those guys in this oh, class yeah. where they got the straight line explode down, but they don't change direction. Well, yeah. he's very smooth. Yep. Um, and he's not bad at sacking and shedding. Like he uses his length pretty well, and uh, I, I feel like part of that is like his pa- his history as a pass rusher. Like he knows how to use his hands. Um, but then at the end of the day, like he just, yeah, he misses a lot of tackles. The instincts are very raw. Like he's still learning the position and like in coverage, he, I, I felt like he was very hit or miss. I don't more, know how more you miss, felt about More him. miss than hit for me. Yeah. Like, like the athleticism would show up like w- when he's, he's dropping, but then like, like how I was talking about how Jack Campbell seems to be very aware in coverage. Like he's kind of isn't. Yeah, he's, the instincts and the technique are just not there yet. I, I, that being said, I like he's got the athleticism, obviously. So like I think he can turn into a solid his own coverage guy, uh, but just not there yet. And, and, and like I was thinking about it, I feel like he's been he's been compared to um, um, Tremaine Evans, yeah. Some, right? Yeah. Because of the, because of the size, because at, at Vatek, like Tremaine Evans, it was like. He could rush the passer too. Like he could be an edge in the NFL, and Buffalo didn't use him in that way whatsoever. <laughs> no. uh, he was pretty. He was pretty solid player in Buffalo, but like, yeah, I, I think ultimately, like, he he didn't live up to the hype. I know he, he made a pair of Pro Bowls, but I don't like Matt Milano's the better linebacker. They paid Matt Milano. I've been in Chicago now. All that to say that Drew Sanders is almost Jermaine Edmonds' age already. That's true. That's true. Drew Sanders. Drew Sanders will be twenty three at the start of the season. Tremaine Edmonds is is turning twenty five. Like he's two years younger, but but still, like I don't see the same upside there. Plus, uh, we don't have the testing numbers, and not to make it all about testing, but it's an incomplete profile, right? Yeah. Like, Tremaine Edmonds put up some great testing numbers too, on top of having I, that size. I Tremaine do think Edmonds Sanders are, would test really well, but you're right. It's incomplete. I do too. Yeah. And, and Tremaine Evans' arms are two inches longer. Like yeah. he's, 
I don't know. I don't. Edmonds was such a bigger, bigger man. Like just. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I think. I think also like I. It depends where Drew Sanders goes. Like, if he goes top twenty, to me that's 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 wild. That's mm-hmm. such a. That's such a swing on a position that I don't think's worth a swing on. But let's say he he goes in the second round and he he finds a home. I don't know. Uh, how about with the Jets? Like, I think that gets interesting. Yeah. You know, like, for him, it's just going to be where he goes. Like, I have a second-round grade on him. Yeah, me too. It's just, like, seeing Lance Yearline say he should go top 10. I don't know if he still says, is saying that. But he was saying that not that long ago. It's crazy. So, I don't know. Like, yeah. I Drew Sanders, I, I find very polarizing. Yeah. I... I thought I was gonna like him more than I did. Um, Me too. So like these these just in general linebackers that can pass rush. It feels like so few of them have worked out. <laughs> like Micah Parsons yeah, is Micah I mean. Parsons, like, but like yeah, Micah Parsons is just a pass rusher though. Yeah, right? Like he yeah. is a pass rusher. It's how Dallas deploys him. He also got one of the best defensive coordinators in the NFL who realized that. Um, and Sanders is a good pass rusher, but he's not at that level. And <laughs> I also don't. I, Michael Parsons is a better, like a, one of the rarest athletes. Absolutely, yeah. Right, like I don't, like Drew Sanders is a great athlete, but I don't think he's no. running a four three six. You know, no, like, he's not. Michael Parsons is insane athletically. Yeah. Um. But yeah, go, going back to what you said, like a lot of these pass rushing off ball linebackers, they're good pass rushers for off ball linebackers, but the, they're not like true pass rushers the way Michael Parsons was and in the NFL like, you're rarely going to be asked to do that like yeah. you know who comes who literally I was thinking about this um, a lot today uh, Frankie Louvu on the Panthers is like the rare off-ball linebacker who the Panthers actually let him rush the passer and yep. it really like he had a really good year yeah like year. nine sacks this year or, yeah yeah and, and the other one who came to mind was uh Cade Nellis who was on the Saints and just yeah. signed with the Falcons it's only NFC South linebackers but like it's it's rare to find these types of teams or these teams that and let these guys do this so remind like, me how, how high were those guys that? drafted how high were those guys drafted well Frankie went undrafted at Wazoo Cade Nellis went what seventh seventh yeah Idaho yeah Oh, so hold on. There, that's the connection. Wazoo, Idaho. That, that they're on the border. That's the connection. That's a really good point. Only draft. So wait, Deion Hanley is going to just let him go after the quarterback. <laughs> um, um, yeah, but more on specific Sanders. Like uh, he's like, like let's give him a little bit more to do. Maybe um, he's a good ball player and he's a hell of an athlete. And I, I like that he plays him with, with some asshole in him too. I appreciate that. Um, and like we said, he's an awful tackler, but he's got a great tackle range. Like the athleticism shows up big there. I feel like, and I mean, maybe he misses, but just the, the ability to get to the ball carry is great. Um, and like, yeah, like you see that explosiveness downhill. You see that turn into like he can convert some speed to power. Um, he's obviously like a really loose pass rusher. He's got solid pop in his hands. Like I, I get the vision. I, I do. I, like it's just it's just hard for me to roll the dice on. It's it's gonna. To me, it's going to have to do it, and this kind of comes back to what I said with Devin White. Like, Devin White landed in a perfect situation that took advantage yeah. of what he did well and kind of helped hide what he doesn't do well. Like, if Drew Sanders gets dropped into a spot where there's a, a, a veteran off-ball linebacker who runs that defense and, like, Drew Sanders can just be a 
a more of a weapon yeah. and get and blitz a lot. Like I think you're gonna get a lot out of him. Like I think he he is like a, a very fluid athlete. He just still needs to learn how to play the position. But yeah, there's a ton of upside there, and I totally understand. Like I don't think he should be the first linebacker off the board. Do you? No, I don't. Um, but I'll understand if a team does it as long as it's not in the first round. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Like this is a bad draft. No doubt, but he is not. He to me, he's not a top forty player. Like there are better he, he's players not, to swing on. Yeah, he's not too far off of a top four. Like mm. no, he's in my top fifty. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah he is. For um, now, for now, <laughs> unless you sell me that he should be. Uh, no. But yeah, I, this is the only. I feel like the only position group where the highest ceiling guy we just ragged on him the whole time. That's how bad this group is. Um, we love Jack Campbell, though, so it's okay. And now, and now we're going to get into like value pick sleeper and deep sleeper. I'm going to talk about these guys who probably won't get drafted, and I'll, I'll tell you why they're so good. So, value pick. I uh, I went with. It's hard. It they're is hard. Picks. They're all value. They're not all of them are not good. Um, I went with uh, Vanderbilt's Anthony Orgy. It's a good pick. Yeah. I, I I see the the thing with this group too that I found is like I don't really have a great. Like how they're going to stack grasp of where they're going to go. Yeah, I have no idea. I, I've like, I've orgy in the fifth. Like I don't. Yeah, that's that's right around where I have them. I could see him going earlier or later. Like I don't really mm-hmm. know. Yeah, I th- there's so many of these. Like you know, see he's six one two thirty. There's a lot of guys in that mold that ran really well. Like he ran a four five three. Um, but some of the athleticism doesn't show up as much. You know what I mean? And. And I, I do think like Orgy, like he's not a great fluid runner either, like like a lot of these guys are. Um, but I just think like the aggressiveness and his like explosiveness and just he is more willing to attack downhill than a lot of guys in this group. I, I find that's kind of like a, a theme. Um, and they just plays with his hair on fire. I think there's just something there as a you know run so many run and hit linebackers in this class, and I think there, he kind of yeah. falls in that style. But um, he's got he's got a little bit more to him in that fifth round rather than you know taking one of these guys top one hundred. I also feel like really what we're looking for is a guy who's gonna make the roster on special teams. There's a lot and of special teams linebackers. But like, how many are actually gonna make it? Like, he's a guy who I I, I pin as a, a guy who could be a yeah. very impactful special teams player. I, I think so too. There are some great special teams players in this class too. Yeah, there are. Some some of my favorite linebackers in this group are just guys cuz they're good at special teams. Yeah. Uh who who do you line up for value pick? I put a couple <laughs> down just wasn't sure w- which direction you would go. Okay. I'll go with uh Servace Dennis. Your guy. Perfect. My guy. I love him. He's a he's a guy uh, uh I pronounced his name wrong. Servace Dennis. Yes. Um he's a guy who plays uh really intensely he's very he aggressive downhill um and that that can be good or bad yes. he, he'll miss some tackles in space because he, he doesn't break down uh so his take on skills are a little iffy he's only 6'1 226 but he's also a very good blitzer and that's not to say he's like a very good pass rusher but he's a very good run blitzer too yeah. and a very good pass blitzer like his timing and explosiveness just really show up there um he, he's better reading keys than a lot of the guys in this class yeah He's a, so he's kind of the guy I uh, I wanted to put. He's a guy I wanted to put higher, but I like. He's also two twenty six. Yeah. I so I, I I hesitated to, but I like him a lot. I would take him. Uh, I think he's a fourth round type of player. Um, he kind of remind me of David Long, uh, who uh, just signed with uh, the Dolphins and 
would have got more money if he wasn't hurt because David Long's a good football player. Yeah, he is. And David Long's a guy I liked all coming out of West Virginia. Yeah. I know. I think, like, <clears throat> like I have him in the fifth, but I think there's more to him than a lot. Like like you said, a lot of these guys will drop in his zone and just sit there. I feel like he's, he gets some good depth. He's pretty he, good there. He, he's an active player where you're right. Like, yeah, a lot of these guys just feel like they're not active. They're not. Yeah. He's looking for work constantly, yeah. whether that's uh, – as a blitzer or or dropping, um, and yeah, and, he, and I mean, if he if he was a little bit bigger, and his take on skills were better, uh, like uh, I think he'd be in my top ten pretty easily. Him and Orgy are kind of similar dudes for me. Yeah, um, they are. There's, there's. I felt like there was with this group. It was like great athletes, undersized, and it was hard to find guys who I had like strong convictions about. Me too. Like. In a positive way, and and I felt that way with with him. Fair enough. Yeah. No, I agree with you though. There's, it's hard to find guys you love. Like I need, like I I, I just want aggressive guys. If they're not going to be like amazing, yeah. I need an aggressive linebacker. And a lot of these guys just felt like they're a little lackadaisical at times. I agree. And, and, and I, if, if this is a lead in, it's a good one. Because a guy I've loved and a guy that's aggressive. He's not that much of a sleeper, but I don't like this class, so I put D Winters. I just want to talk about D Winters. I think it's funny because I, I actually have D winners above Orgy. I have, uh, we'll get there, but I have Orgy, Winters, and Dennis. Kind of, like, they're they're close for me though, and I have a couple other guys mixed in there in the in my, in my fifth round. Um, but I think I think I have Winters one slot above Dennis. Um, I love D winters. It's just funny you have you have Orgy above uh, him above Orgy. But yeah, that's you just kind of molded a lot there for for what D Winters is. You know, he ran that four four nine. He's explosive as hell coming downhill. He he's got that high effort guy. Another guy just like will run himself into plays like the last two we talked about. But just active as hell and super high effort and a guy that's got good range. Not you know not silent the sideline quite, but good range. I feel like there's a lot of guys that take bad angles in this class, and yep. he, sometimes he he can do that. Um, <clears throat> but just an explosive dude and and another guy that's like explosive a gap blitzer. Like, you know, he's a pass rusher as much as just, like, when he's got that hole and he's got that go, he's going, you know. That's a lot of rhymes. Um, but, yeah, I love D. Winters. I mean, again, it hurt watching him destroy Michigan, but seeing what he could do in that game stacked up with a lot of these guys in this class, I mean, give, give me him. He, uh, yeah, I, I wish he was bigger, man. Me too. But that's kind of how I felt about all the linebackers. The entire who... class? <laughs> the whole um, class is like that, yeah. But yeah, uh, he seems like a guy who's gonna be very willing on special teams. Yeah, um, a bit of a bullet. Yeah, just wish the take on skills were a little better. And yes, I, I, I thought the instincts were a little iffy. Um, yes, I but he's a, yeah, another guy who's he's good at blitzing, um, especially run blitzing. Uh, I wish he was longer, like stacking shed stuff. But I mean, in the if the fifth sixth round, like mm-hmm. why not? You know, yeah, especially in this class. Um, shoot, I don't, I'm trying to like pick guys who aren't my top ten. It's hard. Yeah, like for the uh, record, Orgy was my ten, and and Winters is my twelve. So I didn't go that deep here. It's just hard because okay. that's my fifth. That's that's my fifth round already. I'm just gonna. I I, I have my tenth guy for my sleeper because I'm just. I think I'm way higher on him than that's, anybody. That's cool. But I'm just gonna go with my eleventh because uh, I feel like he's a sleeper who's rising to no longer being a sleeper and is going to end up more of a value pick at this point. And that's Louisville's Yasir Abdullah. It's a good pick. I, 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 Abdullah is interesting. He is. 
a 6'1", 237-pound edge rusher who's going to move to off-ball linebacker in the yeah. NFL. Um, he tested really well. He was yeah. super t- productive at Louisville. Uh, and basically, like, the, the whole downside to him at Louisville is he's just so undersized to be an edge rusher. Yeah. But, I mean, like, 42 TFLs, 23 and a half sacks, three-year starter. Um, and then uh, he he ran a four four seven. Um, his vert was over 36. Like, his mm-hmm. broad was in the 96th percentile. Like, and it shows up. Like, you see that explosiveness in his first step. It's just, like, we haven't really seen him in an off-ball role. Yeah, like, so I don't think I saw him to... cover a single snap. Right. right. And, like, there's another guy here who uh, is a 3-4 edge who's going to be more of an off-ball linebacker than the pros, who you at least saw do some of the stuff. Uh, you didn't really see that with Abdullah. Like, he was just... Ears pinned back as a true mm-hmm. edge most of the time. Um, so I don't really know what I'm getting in terms of instincts. Um, I thought, oh, or coverage, uh, yeah. or how he looks in space. Um, <laughs> That's a lot. I there. thought, like, yeah. But he's a freaky athlete. He's he's well-built for a linebacker. He is. Um, Strong dude, really, too. Yeah, he's very intense. Like, good stopping power. Yeah. Um, Heavy hands. Takeout skills need a little work. Like, he, he yeah. he's another guy who just, like, kind of is – Overly aggressive will miss some tackles. Um, but, like, uh, in that, like, Kyle Van Noy type of Sam linebacker role, like, I think he's really interested in the fourth round in this class. Uh, also thought of Gennard, like, kind of Gennard Avery, who hasn't totally worked out in the NFL. Similar, but like though, yeah. Similar mold, similar, like, style and, and, and uh, collegiate role. Did you say he was your 11, by the way? Yes. F- finish your drink. Let's go. Hell yeah. <laughs> Me too. Nailed um, that one. <laughs> I'm a little lower though. I, I I mean, not too much. I got early mid-fifth on him. Basically, but just with that athletic profile, mm-hmm. I was like, in this class, like I'm just gonna mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna bet on his traits and like I love him as an edge rusher. If he was if he was six two 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 fifty, oh yeah, like I think we'd be having a uh, uh, interesting conversation about him as an edge prospect. But oh yeah, I, agreed. Uh who's your deep sleeper? There's only one answer for deep sleeper, Rob, especially in this class. It's Ryan Greenhagen. Oh, it's not. That's not who I had. No, no. It's, I don't even care who, else, who you got. It's Ryan Greenhagen. The tackling king. <laughs> that 31 tackles against Nebraska last year, two years ago, whatever it was. Um, look, this Would class he of, be in the NFL Hall of Fame if he was drafted in the 60s? Yeah. Wasn't Fordham pumping out Hall of Famers, too, in like the 30s? So there you go. Probably. Um, he has some of the best take-on skills in the class. I won't lie. <laughs> I don't have a draftable green. No, me neither. But like... But, like, honestly. 6'1", 243. That's the size right there, baby. Uh, t- I feel like he tested probably better than I anticipated. Like, he ran a four seven eight. I think. It's not great there. But everything else was not terrible. So, like, there's worse athletes at this position in this class. So, like, that that doesn't scare me. But, yeah, just the king of tackles. I mean, it was a three three straight 10-plus tackle seasons or something like that. 100-plus um, tackles. Sorry, yeah. Thank you. Um, just ten plus, this pro- probably... Ten plus, straight seasons of 10-plus tackle games. That's what you exact. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, just like, I don't know, just a guy that's going to call some signals and stuff. I don't know. But for, I feel like Fordham is another school that's going to pump out a uh, special teamer, so give me that. Who's your deep sleeper? It's a, <laughs> it's a good pick. Uh, my straight Thomas, of course. Oh, of course. The NC State King. Been one of my favorite players in college football for a while. Yeah. Uh, if Drake Thomas was in some of these other guys' bodies, he would be uh, <laughs> a, a, a top 150 pick. He just happens to be 5'11", 223. Um, 
he is he just plays so aggressively and at least a tons of missed tackles he has short arms but man he is physical man he he he's like it's better instincts than some of these guys. He's a guy who played Sam and Mike at NC State. He can rush the passer way better than you're expecting to. Like, he can dip uh, and run the arc a little bit. Um, he, he, at the uh, at the East West Bowl, that week of practice, he was the best linebacker in coverage. Like, he was matching uh, Kaz Allen, the uh, UCLA running back, who won't get drafted, but, like, is a very mm-hmm. good athlete, who was, like, a receiver-running back hybrid. Yeah. Uh, he was like cooking people all East Swiss Ramble week. Drake Thomas felt like the only guy who could mirror match him. Um, I don't know. I just wish he was bigger, man. Because uh, he is so much fun. And he's a stat stuffer, too. Um, he's he's not going to get drafted, but. I mean, I feel like at this point we also got to shout out uh, our guy, Anthony Marshall, too. The, 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 the other tackle king. There's a lot. There's so many undersized guys in this class. Um. Can I give you a super duper sleeper who's yeah. probably like might actually get drafted though? Sure. Western Michigan Zaire Burns. That's a good one. I, I thought how about you guy? I thought you're gonna say your guy Ben Van Summeren. <laughs> going Yo, to Michigan. I, I should tell you, uh I think Ben Van Summeren is top five fullback in this class. <laughs> you know, I I didn't realize he played fullback at Michigan before he transferred to Michigan State. Yeah, yeah. He like this guy's he's got the chops. Um but no, with uh Zaria Barnes, we've seen kind of got linebackers and safeties get drafted in the past who didn't have draftable tape because of their special teams upside. He's one of the best special teams players in this draft, and he's 6'1", 233. He tested really well. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a 7 up pick spent on him. Oh, yeah, that's that's and, classic. And former safety, too, <laughs> like was was playing some overhang uh, for the Mustangs. <clears throat> like he's, he's a very interesting player. The best part of the draft is when you start getting to the late rounds and they're just... Grant Stewart. Taking guys based on special teams, it's great. Grant Stewart's the comp, baby. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Wild card is, I don't know if it's tough or it's just weird in this class. Um, I feel like Drew Sanders and Trenton Simpson are a bit <laughs> wild cardy, but not really because yeah. they're in the top three in this class. Like They're both going to be top 50 picks, probably. Um, I think the wild cards are not them. No, I agree with you. I... I think there's a couple other guys to look at, but I, I went with Nick Herbig. That's a good pick. I put two down, and he was one of them. Yeah, I mean, similar to the to the Yusir Abdullah frame, where like he's six two two forty. He he played a lot of edge um, in Wisconsin, and he's a hell of a hell of a pass rusher, right? Like he's he's got the the, the athletic juice. He's got some bend, got some dip to him. Um, like he obviously has that legit speed to get around the edge. Um, and like the interesting though, like like I mean, kind of like Abdullah, he's got some good pop in his hands too, and you see all of that, and like a really nice inside move too, hell of a motor. Um, but as like a real linebacker, like the, the traits that are there, like he's some really poor tackling. You know, he struggles at the point of attack. He he, he struggles setting the edge. Um, he covered more though, but it still I didn't didn't do it very well. Okay, I I, I kind of he was a lot better in coverage than I thought he was going to be. I thought he he moved really well in space. I, I thought he's a very fluid athlete. Showed some good change of direction skills. Especially I think, for a guy who wasn't supposed to like yeah as an edge like making this move. Like at least I've seen him do it. Yeah, no, that's fair. I I think more than some, but I think when you stack him up with the rest of the group, it makes it look better. That's that's my pitch. Oh, probably, him. but yeah. like 
Uh, I, I think he's a... Like, he ends up going in the... Between pick 75 and 102. <clears throat> I'm I a think little, he's a third-round pick. I'm lower on him than that. But, like... What what but is you got to think like look at this oh, class? No 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 I'm not I'm saying I'm lower. I think he goes top 100. Oh, okay um, okay yeah like I mean, probably the, the between 75 and 100. I agree with you, um, but I I don't know exactly what like would you be surprised if Nick Herbert gets drafted 75th and like he would just never hear his name again? What exact Bond? It, like exactly exact Bond. Yes exactly. Um, <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. I just it feels like he could definitely just flame out, or you know, you can find Zach a really seventy fourth. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, that's what I was thinking. Hey, Fifty eight career tackles, not bad. <laughs> nice, um, but you know what I mean. Like I, I feel like he's very much in that mold where he could just not work in the NFL. Um, that being said, still a really interesting guy, guy because of all that pass rushing, pass rushing yeah. upside. Like he's interesting. So when I mentioned Frankie Louvu earlier, part of yeah. that was because I was trying to think what's Nick Herbig's best case scenario? And yeah. I thought that that would be it. Uh, playing in a defense that kind of has him on, on rundowns, like he's he's playing off-ball linebacker, but like literally lets him pass, because he's a very good pass rusher. Let him pass rush on these on these passing downs. I think that's how you get the most out of him. But like, again, that's a very like niche thing in rare situations that will let him do that. So it's tough. It's it's. it's I feel like most years Nick Herbig would be more of like LB eight nine ish, but he's a top five LB in this class for me. Not for me. Damn. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you're doing with him. He is he is literally eight for me. But like it's, I have two guys like with the exact same grades as him, up just above. Yeah. I just think like he looked better in space and coverage to me than some of these true off ball linebackers. I don't know. And the whole class is just not good, though. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Also true. Who'd you put for your, your wild card? I think Noah Sewell's still yeah. a wild card here. Yeah, that's because, the two I put. Because I think... It, like, no, he should... Like, over the summer, he was this... He's going to go top 10. <laughs> and obviously, this is not the case. Uh, fun player. Took kind of a step back this year, I thought. Yes. On tape, too. Um but I wouldn't be shocked if the NFL still values him more than us, especially just because Panay Sewell's a good player. Is like, I wonder if they'll think, like, his brother's good. Like, we've seen the NFL do... Tanner Muse, AJ. Congrats, was, by the way, going to Steelers. Yeah, th- thank you. I, I was surprised you didn't uh, say anything about it sooner. I waited. Like, Tanner Muse is one of the uh, uh, worst linebackers on tape in the 2020 NFL draft, and he was... Drafted a hundred. Well, yeah, it, was, it was Mike Mayock and John Gruden at the helm, so who knows? But uh, like, if Tanner Muse can go a hundred, Noah Sewell can go in the seventies. Like, I, I've, Noah Sewell's a better player than Tanner Muse ever was. Hold on, um, hold on, please for a second. So Tanner Muse is one of the best, one of the worst linebackers, yeah, but one of the best players. You got to give him credit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably Dabo's favorite. Dabo probably <laughs> likes him way more than he likes Trenton Simpson. Um, <laughs> Guaranteed. Uh, but yeah, so no tools still Walker is like, you know what? Like downhill, like yeah. he's a thumper. He can rush the passer too. Like he's an interesting guy. Maybe he plays some edge. Um, he gets stacking shed better than some of these guys. He, he is like, he's like six, one and a half, two forty six. Like he has way more of the NFL size than so many of these guys. And he's way stronger than most of this class. 
Yes. He's just really bad in space. Like, yeah. Stanford, Stanford game, like, he just, like, he couldn't, he was a step slow. He couldn't keep up with tight ends. He could, running backs, like, yeah. he's just a liability in space and coverage. But, I don't know, like, he's also, for some schemes, I think they'll value what he does. Yeah. Um, like, he's, like, 10 years ago, I think he would have been a top 60 pick. 15 years, 20 years ago. I mean, Jelani Tavai is my comp for him. That's a good comp. Yeah. Thank you. And he went 43rd overall. And mind Whoa. you, like, everyone, everyone it was thought it was a huge reach. <laughs> and the Lions shouldn't have done that. And the, they were right. But he found a home in New England this year. And he was pretty good. Fo- like, he's a pretty fo- good football player with, for them. So, like, there are some teams who value what Noah Sewell brings to the table and can get more yeah. of him than other teams. So I wouldn't be surprised if he still somehow goes on day two. Especially in this class. I have a, I have a fourth round grade on them. It's not well, like I'm, I'm super low. I'm, I got a fifth. Um, yeah, I think I think it's just instincts aren't as good as I originally thought. No, they aren't. Which is what like then what are we what are we really getting? You know, like um, and his his diagnosis skills are my, a little slow. Like I don't know. My take my take is what you say. You have four top one hundred grades. Yeah, I have five. So like I four think, four in a borderline one. Four in borderline. I think there's going to be a guy who's Fully not in either of our top eight linebackers who goes top 100. And we're both like, oh my, like that is not a good pick. Well, like I, I don't dislike Henry Toto as much as I thought I was going to. But like I could see him going top 100. Yeah, he, he will. I think he will go top 100. Yeah. I don't have that on him. But I like that's I, I'm talking like a guy we don't see coming. I think but, like, like, someone who we really don't think should go top 100 will. And I wouldn't be surprised Call, if that's No Sewell. Yeah, no, No Sewell could be very much. I don't know about another guy, though, because, like, a lot of these other guys just, I don't know. It's even guys I don't see the NFL loving, you know. Um, but, yeah, I think those are, the, those are the two wild cards in this class. Um, such a such a bad group. Um, <laughs> I can't get over it. Like, like it's just like, yeah, anyways. Uh, best bet. I mean, I think in reality, especially I think the way we built talk about it, I think, I think reality is Jack Campbell. But for the sake of uh, talking up another guy, I, I put Trenton Simpson. Okay. Tell me why. I, I, I just copped it and put Jack Campbell. Yeah, I, which is fair. I just kind of, I'm like, this is, I felt like more than a lot of positions, it was just like clear highest ceiling, highest floor, and like just among the top three guys. It was a nice, easy to stack them. Um, I think Trenton Simpson is getting a little, he's gotten a little underrated in the process. I'll say it. Um, do you think, do, who do you have higher, him or Drew Sanders? You'll see. You'll see. I have them okay. I have Cam. I, I have Campbell, um, Simpson, and then Sanders, but they're graded the same for me. Like literally, I have the same grade on all three of them. Damn, I really thought we'd have like wildly like different order there, and we just we just don't. <laughs> Look, I like that content. Uh, I know we do later though. Clearly, so the guys you think are fourth rounders, I think is fifth. So we can have some heated debate. Um, but yeah, no, Trina Simpson like. He is 6'2", 235. In this class, that's a big linebacker. Um, yeah. But, but I, you throw it on. like that's a, He's a strong dude. Strong hands. Obviously, the athleticism pops. Uh, he ran, what, 4'3". Four, mm. four, Jumped out of the gym, too. Um, like, I, like, a really good tackle range with the athleticism. Um, I think, like, like, the, like the, when he blitzes, that downhill burst is scary. Um, yeah, so... And like he's, think, he's got good length for a guy his size, too. But go on, yeah. I was just going to say, like, I, I I don't mean to keep, like, talking about Drew Sanders. But, like, comparing him to Drew Sanders, like, as a blitzer, I think he's 
kind of on par with Drew Sanders. I think Drew Sanders is a little is a better true pass rusher, but like, like in terms actually of actual lines up his edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in terms of actual blitzing, like Trenton Simpson is very good. He is. Um, and he's also a guy who you know how last week we were talking about the edges. I was like, yeah, Nolan Smith as a spy guy, like he's very yes. good at spying. Like Trenton Simpson's good at spying too. Yes, yeah, I think he'd be and, probably and the best in this group. Yeah, and that's something that, that holds value to me with the the uh, athletic quarterbacks who run the football a ton in today's day and age. Yeah, um, better so tackler, it, tackler than Drew Sanders too. Like he's a solid tackler, not not it, high it, end or anything, but solid. And, and I don't think Trenton Simpson's great in coverage, but I thought he had better eyes in, in coverage than Drew Sanders as well. Like uh, it was the Boston College game, he did a really good job picking up a a, a crosser um, and popping the guy. And I, I thought he played with a little, like a little bit more intensity than Drew Sanders. Yeah, I mean, kind of. Yeah, I mean, they're they're not they're same for me. Like they're two and three, and like they're right beside each other. But yeah, it just seems strange that Drew Sanders has kind of been propped up and Trenton Simpson's been ripped down. A little forgotten, yeah. I, I will say, like, he's got the traits for to be a solid, I think, um, solid in coverage. Like, sometimes just the feel is kind of incons- inconsistent, especially in zone. You know, the eyes are a little inconsistent. Um, a guy that, like... Uh, I think he's ahead. stiffer than Drew Sanders, too. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's more bulked up in the lower body, though, too, right? Which, so it's stiffer, but more bulked up, I think. Um, and, like, I think it's just, like, you know, like, like his... You know, kind of struggles getting off blocks. And just the timing of getting off blocks, I feel. Like, it's a lot of stuff that you can clean up. And sometimes he'll just lose the ball, like, in the mess. And he'll just, like, get caught up in all that junk. But, um, and another guy, his pursuit angles, angles can be pretty pretty poor at times. Um, but, like, I feel like with him, there's more to clean up to, to make him a pretty decent linebacker. And, like, just like a guy, obviously, you're not playing a mic. You're, you're gonna play like you know, um, it's whatever, and just like let him see, like, like just let him see it and hit it type of guy, run and hit type of guy. And it's like, also a guy who uh, played more in like they last year. Yeah, he's playing more like this year. I felt like he was playing more of a true uh, off ball linebacker role, but the year before it was more yeah. than Isaiah Simmons role where they had him playing a lot of overhang. Yeah, and he's got the traits to play out in space and like to cover downfield too. Like I think it was the Wake Forest game, we made a pretty good, um, pretty good play on the ball on the, on the seam to the tight end. Um, yeah, so I think there's just more to him there. And, like, if you're going to bet on one of these guys to, like, become more transcendent and become more of an impact linebacker, I, I think it, I think it's Simpson. as like, a true so, off-ball. I, I, I think Drew, Drew Sanders... I think Drew Sanders will end up in the camp of, like, making splashier, flashier plays. Yeah. But Trenton Simpson will be the better linebacker. And when it comes to that, I think Jack Campbell will have the least flashy plays but be by far the best the linebacker. Best. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's kind of where I, how I stacked him in terms of our our, um, our superlatives here. All right. We, uh, with all the tangents, uh, I feel like we're taking this longer than we thought we would. Um Let's get into our rankings. Let's do our, t- our 20 to 16. Yeah, okay, let's do this fast. 20 for me is where I got Isaiah Land, uh, not a draftable. 19, I got Cam Jones. I got a seventh on him. 18, I got Jeremy Banks, who's kind of interesting. I got a late six on him. Super athletic. He is super athletic. Uh, 17, I got Isaiah Moore, uh, mid to late six on him. 16, I got the freak, Ompopoe, baby. Early six on him. Uh, okay. Okay, we have some different orders. Uh, 20, I have Mo, uh, Mo Mood uh, Diabody from Utah. That's my 21. I like Mo Diabody. He's super long and athletic. Yeah, I like him. I almost put him for my, my sleeper. 
he has more upside than a lot of these guys. Mm-hmm. He's also a little younger than a lot of these guys are twenty three and older. Like if there's like a late round dude that can pop, I, I think Diab or even on draft, I like him. Yeah, uh, nineteen I just because I had to. NC State Street Thomas, uh, eighteen Florida AMs Isaiah Land. 17, Vanderbilt's Anthony Orgy. 16, TCU's D. Winters. I'm surprised you're not a fan of uh, of Anthony Orgy. I just felt like uh, he didn't know what was going on a lot of the time. There are so many linebackers like that. I just felt like he kind of he kind of got there more than a lot of other guys. Well, hey, whoa, I wasn't I wasn't saying that to prop up these other guys. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. Um, okay, 15. I have a uh, Ventro Miller. I've always kind of liked at float from Florida. Oh, I got him 21. I like Ventro. I, this is guy like you're just gonna stick him in the box and he can make plays. Uh, just kind of there. He's old uh, school, baby. He's old school. He's old school. And again, there's not a lot of those guys in this class, so I think he gets a little more propped. Uh, another guy like early sixth round. Fourteen is where I got Noah Sewell. Uh, fifth round grade on him. Then I have thirteen. I have Servasie Dennis. Fifth yeah, round. Yeah, finish your drink, baby. Perfect. Perfect. Twelve is where I got D Winters. I got a mid fifth, and then eleven finish your drink. Yasir Abdullah. I like yeah, an so we- early early mid fifth on him. We Abdullah and Dennis will be hits exactly what we think they'll be. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Fifteen. I have Indiana's Cam Jones. Fourteen. I have Auburn's Owen Popo. Who that guy seems like a guy who the NFL is going to draft too high. Yes, instincts are if, really bad. When I was talking about someone's going to go way higher than they should, like he's the person I had in mind because yeah. yeah, he is. He is the freak. But he does not know how to play linebacker. No, he doesn't. Uh, I wanted like, to like him a lot more, but yeah. But. Me too. Unlike Pittsburgh's Cervace Dennis, who's the best linebacker there is, uh, who is 13 for me. Uh, 12, Noah Sewell, and 11, Yusir Abdullah. I got a, a sneaky guy in my top 10. Okay, I'm interested. 10, I have my sneaky Anthony Orgy. Again, just in this group, I think he's got the most pop. That being said, he's a fifth-round pick still for me, so... Uh, nine is where I got the, the Bama boy, Henry Toto. I got a late fourth, early fifth on him. Uh, eight is where I got Nate Herbig. Uh, Nate. Nick Herbig. I got a mid-fourth on him. Uh, seven, I got DeMarvion Overshawn. I got a mid-fourth on him. They grade out the same. And six, my, my actual favorite player in this in this group, uh, Ivan Pace, baby. I got a mid-fourth. Um, yeah, so I feel like outside of you having Orgy and me having my secret guy at ten, uh, it's all the same guys, very slightly different orders, but like all this same all range. Gonna have the same grade. Yeah, yeah, like all like it's not like like my six and my nine have the same grade. Yeah, I'm like again like Pace, Overshown, and Herbig have the same grade for me. And then Toto just slightly further. Yeah, so ten for me. Here's my surprise: NC State's Isaiah Moore. Um, this is every New England Patriots linebacker there's ever been. <laughs> uh, with a, a, a fourth-round grade and a Josie Jewell comp. Oh, that's uh, your Jewell comp. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Nine, Cincinnati's Ivan Pace. Fourth-round grade uh, with a Malcolm Rodriguez comp. Because it had to be. Eight, Texas' DeMarvian Overshone. Uh, fourth-round grade with like kind of like, I guess, Zach Cunningham. Uh, interesting. Set, yeah, kind of the same weird long cut. Or yeah. High cut. Uh, seven Tulane's Dorian Williams fourth round grade Aziz Al Shair comp, and I then like six one. six Alabama's Henry Toto uh, fourth round grade with the T J Edwards comp. Henry Toto is your guy. That's you're standing on that mountain, baby. So the, the for me the reason I have him above those guys is 
one, he's played a lot of football as the yes. true Mike. He knows how to run a defense, and that counts for something. We've seen yes. linebackers who aren't amazing high make IQ. long careers yeah. out of – and T.J. Edwards is that guy who I was yeah. super not high on coming out of Wisconsin because he just didn't – like, he wasn't a great athlete. He, he wasn't doing a ton. But he knows how to run a defense, and he's turned into with development – a very good football player and got paid by the Bears. Yeah. Um, and I, I see that path for Henry Toto because, yeah, the IQ is there. He is better in six than I thought than a lot of these guys. Oh, um, I, I will say, though, I don't think they're as good as advertised. Like, the, he's still taking himself out of the oh, play quite whoa, a bit. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm just a better better than a lot of. I know, I know. I'm yet. not arguing against you. I'm arguing okay. against. Uh, yeah. Uh, but so better than a lot of these guys. I agree with you. Yeah. Go on. And I also thought in coverage, like, he had better eyes than a lot of these guys. Like, again, not like he's not some spectacular guy in coverage. But he had, to me, um, one, I know he's running that Alabama defense. Yeah. Saban loves um, him. Yeah. And uh, I know he's high IQ guy. And then, t- too, there was a lot less negative on tape for him. There was also a lot less, like, a lot less splashy on tape for him. Like, he's yeah. not as splashy as some of these other guys. But there's a lot less him making a mistake um i don't know but there were the games where he just kind of imploded a bit like they i watched the k-state game he was out of position a lot but you're right though like in this class there are a lot less of that and and like again like i have a fourth round grade on him yeah Uh, he's gonna go top 100 i think yes but like yeah i have a fourth round grade on him it's not like i love him or anything i I don't want to be the team he is safer than a lot of these guys yeah me well i'd be happy take him in the fourth round though oh yeah i got i got like a late fourth early fifth yeah sure in the fourth round in this class sure yeah yeah that's what I mean. Like, he's, to me, safer. Like, he's going to be on an NFL roster for yeah. a while. Yeah. Whereas some of these guys, like, even what you were saying about Herbig, like, some oh, yeah. of these guys, like, might not be in the NFL in three years. Yes. Like, they're big, far larger gambles. And I um, like DeMarvin Overshawn, but, like, he kind of falls in that range a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he's – I thought he's kind of the gambliest yeah. of uh, the guys we've just mentioned. Yeah, I mean, we're like, like you said, he's got that high-cut, funny – like 6'2", 230-ish, um, 6'2 and a half. But, like, you know, explosive mover with really, really good range in it. Yeah, so fluid. And, yeah. Um, I thought he played with good aggression, too. And, mm-hmm. like, um, he's just very raw. Uh, he Big needs, time. He, he has take-on skills. Oh, like, a lot of these guys aren't great. Like, he doesn't read his keys very well. Yeah. He could be a step slow and make up for it by being such a fluid athlete, but... He needs to fill out that frame too. Like he, he's the play strength. He just got to hit the hit the weight room a yeah. bit. But then you, you know, like the speed shows up. The the movement skills. Um, tie that in. Coming downhill as a blitzer, it's pretty interesting. Um, and he's got that coverage feel. You know that you would expect yeah. from him too. He's he's played like all over the place too. Yeah, like he's yeah. played as an edge. He's played as an overhang. Like he's a former safety. A lot of these guys are former safeties. I, there's so many former safeties. Um, that being said. Ivan Pace is my favorite. This is my favorite linebacker. He was like the breath, the breath of fresh air. When like, oh, all these guys are the same. You throw on five ten and a half, two thirty. Ivan Pace from Cincinnati, Miami, Ohio transfer. And I'm like, I love this guy. This is so much fun watching him against Arkansas, and he's just ru- ruining shit. I, I thought he was the most enjoyable of the, these later e dudes, because um, he's quick as hell. Like he's got the quicks to just like constantly dip under and around blocks and getting to the ball of that. And then he's he's strong. He's so strong. His like, stopping power is wild. Like he's, yeah, like he looks like a wrestler. Like the leverage he, he plays. He is an ex wrestler. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah, he's got like really solid pop in his hands. Like you said that the. the the leverage because he forklifts dudes and like just plays like 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 the yeah the wrestling background I think shows up and like just 
the powerful lower half and the great contact balance he plays. And like, I just like, like he's got the quickness and the nuance to avoid blocks. He's not great taking on because he's small, right? And he's going to struggle getting off blocks when he gets on them. Um, and like separating and punching, you know, all that's going to get going to be a problem. But with that, and it, Coverage, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about either, which is... That's the problem. In in Cincinnati, he just blitzed him, kind of... Yeah, and he's awesome. Like, he's awesome at it. But. He's a great blitzer. I mean, just throwing his RB versus linebacker passers. Dominant. Yeah, senior bowl, he was dominant. Yeah. dominant. Um, but you know who else uh, was a G5 linebacker with fun tape, with with tons of aggression, and they just blitzed him every down? Yeah, Cleo Mack. Good DeMarco call. Jackson, who ended up going the fifth round, yeah, um, but like didn't really play as a rookie. So to me, it's like, what can he do in coverage? Because that's the big holdup. Which is funny. I got I got some Akeem Davis Gaither vibes from him. Not so much as the blitzer, but like more of the movement skills, um, the way he dip blocks. Anyways, yeah, no, definitely, definitely a holdup. I just thought like in this class, there's not that many players that I'm like feeling safe about. Give me the fun guy. Yeah, give me the fun guy sure. that has the the play strength. Um. With Tulane's Dorian Williams, I think he's one of the better uh, in this group in terms of take on skills, really good range. Yeah. Um, plays really hard, like uh, very fast, aggressive, yeah. intense. Um, he's going to take some development. I'm happy to take him in the fourth round. He's a little younger than a lot of these guys. He's only 22. Him, him and Toto are only 22, or some of these guys are a, a bit older. Um, and he he has the makings, I think, of a developmental will linebacker, uh, a guy who I think can contribute on special teams. Um, like maybe two years down the road, like he, he's fighting for a starting role. Yeah, he's my five. I like Dorian Williams a lot. Like I, I got like he's in my borderline uh, top one hundred. Oh, grade. I didn't realize he wasn't in your. Uh, no, he's, he's my so. number. He's my number five. Um, but yeah, no, I agree with you. And like he's got like he's almost thirty four inch arms, and you see that like show up as like. Into his his tackling ability and um, guy that like just springs into ball carries like so good tackle range good just general range like you said like fluid mover and um, I think he's kind of got the both the feel and the traits for man and zone like I think his coverage it needs some work but I think that's really interesting I think he could become a really solid coverage linebacker mm-hmm. um, and like the lateral quickness is there it's just like yeah like a lot of, like you know the key reading is still kind of working at work in progress um, just kind of slow reacting at times and like yeah um, just sometimes like like. The, he'll like he's not sh- sh- quite strong enough um, coming into blocks at times and sometimes I, the one thing that kind of scares me a little bit is like more missed tackles in space that I that I'd like to see but I like Williams I, I agree with you I think there's something to develop there uh, and then finally my guy NC State's Isaiah Moore so five year starter the rare five year starter he'll be uh, turning 24 during his rookie year I thought he had some of the best instincts in the group and i mean it's a low bar to clear mm-hmm. but still some of the best take on skills um now he's not as fast as some of these other guys and he doesn't have uh like his coverage needs work but he takes on pullers like an animal um he's very good i thought he had very good uh run fits um he can, he's a pretty damn good blitzer too. He just seems to always know what to do. Uh, yeah. He he also at the East West Shrine Bowl and and this showed up too uh, during team drills. Like he was he was running the defense and then all the reports of the East West Shrine Bowl were uh, about him like being really good on the board. 
So I know he's a smart guy. This he's kind of also like in the Joseph Henry Toto. Oh yeah, like. T. T. J. Edward, yeah, like in terms of yeah. I think at worst, like he'll be on an NFL roster as the backup Mike linebacker because he'll know how to run in defense when he's throwing. Yeah, it. and in this class, that becomes LB ten, which is scary. Yeah, I agree with uh, you. Yeah, that's, like, that's fair. His change of direction is not great, and like I wish he's yeah. a little better better at stacking shedding because sometimes he's just like trying to out power guy. Yeah. Um, but he plays really aggressive, uh, yeah. smart football, and that's hard to come by in this off-ball linebacker group. Yeah, like solid, solid tackler, like you said. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. Okay, do we have five to... Do, is it? What? I don't know. I, I want to see where the difference is. Who's your... Okay, I'll, I'll give you my five to one. Um, I, my, my math is off here. Number five for me is where I got Dorian Williams from Tulane. <clears throat> I got a late third, early fourth, so borderline top 100 on him. Number four is where I got Dayon Henley from Wazoo. Finish your drink. Early third for me. Um, I like Henley, though. Three, I got Drew Sanders. Arky, arky, pig suey, baby. The same top four. Mid to late second. Uh, two, I got Trenton Simpson. Mid to late second. And number one, Jack Campbell, baby. Mid to late second. They grade out the same for me. I just That's how I stack them in terms of who I believe has the best chance to work out. Uh, okay. Five for me is Wisconsin Stink Herbig. Oh, yeah, that's who it was. I couldn't figure it out. Okay, yeah. thank you. <laughs> Frankie Louvu Comp mm-hmm. or Caden Ellis. <laughs> third round grade. Um, four, Washington State's Deion Henley. Uh, third round grade, uh, somewhere in the Quan Alexander, Deion Jones. R- r- Ooh, like, okay. I like um, three, Arkansas's Drew Sanders. I went with the Tremaine Edmonds comp, but like not what we thought of Tremaine Edmonds coming out of Virginia Tech, what he actually ended up being, and it's not fair, with those fake Pro Bowls. It's a fair um, comp. I, I give a throwback with Sanders. I went with Nick Barnett, old Packer linebacker. But Nick Barnett, good player. Very good player, yeah. Um, uh, and a second-round grade. Um, I actually think I, I've seen Jack Campbell get the Leighton Van Der Esch comp, and I think that's more Drew Sanders than Jack Campbell. Jack Campbell is just like he's built like – LV and he tested like him, but he's not the player. But, yeah, he's not the same player. Like I, I was gonna get lazy and put it, but he's just not. Yeah, uh, two Clemson's Trenton Simpson. Hard to comp him. I thought second round grade. Um, Daryl Washington. It's an interesting one. I thought he was, was putting yeah. the putting the right role with the Cardinals and really paid off until his career kind of collapsed. I, I like that one. I went Telvin Smith, but I think it's a little, a little much. Uh, and then one, I was Jack Campbell. Uh, I have a second round grade on him as well, but I do have him slightly above the other two, where I have the other two neck and neck. Okay. Um, and then uh, I, I went with longer Logan Wilson as the comp. Oh, that's interesting. I I, I got a better one. What Brian or S- Scott Fujita? <laughs> Scott Fujita more of a, a of a like a Sam than a Mike though. Yeah, sure. And, and was like a pass rusher in Cleveland. Yeah, but, but I'm uh, talking Saints, Scott Fujita. Who cares about Cleveland, Scott Fujita? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. LV is kind of tough. Uh, LV. Jack Campbell's hard, and it's not LV. I, I know that. It's because, it's cause, like, all the linebackers comparable to are way smaller than him. Yeah. Shorter than him. Yeah. Not Scott Fujita. Not Scott Fujita. <laughs> um, so the only guy we haven't talked about here is Deion Henley. Yeah. Who... Would- who has the most receiving yards in his collegiate career among the linebackers <laughs> with 268 and three touchdowns and 562 kick return yards. 
former receiver at Nevada, switched to safety, transferred to Wazoo for his COVID, yeah. uh, with his extra COVID year, had a great year. Um, undersized, six foot two twenty five, but uh, talk about a guy who plays with some intensity, yeah, and really good play speed. Um, and his arms are thirty three inches, despite him being kind of smaller, which yes. is a huge plus. Yeah. He uh, he's also I thought good blitzer. Um, and good change of direction skills. I think there's a lot of potential for him in coverage, where some of these other guys I, I, I felt like didn't have even the potential. He, he he flashes it, although he's raw there, and I think his he, eyes are a little... Yeah, you think he'd be a little bit more natural having played safety, but no, I know, right? The traits are there. The traits are definitely there. Um, yeah, I, I like Dan Henley, and actually my comp was Jerome Baker, but he's got more length than he does, and... Um, I thought like he's undersized but muscular build, you know, and mm-hmm. he's a pretty pretty sculpted dude. And yeah, I agree with a lot what you're like. I think it's solid tackler and like that those long arms show up there, and just like he uses quicks to kind of you know work around blocks, good scraping down the line. And I, I think like he's he's kind of raw but like really loose hips in coverage. I think that's where the you know the safety uh, background shows up. Um, and just like yeah, like the instincts and the eyes need development and. Sometimes he gets over aggressive, like a lot of these guys do, and like just mm-hmm. shedding blocks. That technique needs work, um, and like he's gonna struggle when he gets on off lineman. But in general, yeah, give me like I think like Henley in the third round. Like just, just I feel like that that's value. I think like, that's value. I think, I think though he's gonna go earlier than that because of this class. Right? Would it be like, shocked I, if, he's, if he's top fifty? Right, like if 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 Drew Sanders goes in the first round, then yeah. Jack Campbell and, and Trenton Simpson go in the top 45. Like, yeah. Tiana Henley, I think, ends up going in the top 63. Um, yeah, I agree with To you. be honest, my, my take is this. If any linebacker is going to go in the first round, it should be Jack Campbell because he is, I think, one of the safer players in the draft. I, I, just I do don't too. Think the position carries that value. Yeah, I do too because, like, he checked all the boxes. He played, the tape is there, the size is there, the athleticism is there. Um, yeah, that's why he's my. I think he's he's LB one. I, I thought you were gonna disagree with me. To be honest, no, not, not at all. It, not it, at all. Like, I thought I I, I didn't know he when movies when I f- like finished up. I was like, he's just so much better at playing linebacker than everybody else in this group. And yeah. he's six five, two forty nine, and he's um, he he tested really well. like. There's no reason yeah. he shouldn't be LB one. Was kind of my takeaway. Yeah, uh, people just get excited about Drew Sanders. It feels like. Um, well, he's fun, but yeah. But um, it's so weird because I feel like Jack Campbell's a lot of people's LB3. I just, I don't know. Yeah. That seems wild to me. I don't know. I think they're just like, they figure Iowa linebacker is Josie Jewell, who's a stud, but I don't know. Um, do you want to stump on Nick Herbig a little bit or or no? I, I think part of, like, I, I see him as a guy who is, what, well, first of all, he's the youngest of the linebackers. Yeah, so that, that's, that's a bump. Yeah. Uh, a guy who I thought looked really so much more fluid in space than I was expecting for a guy who played true edge. Uh, he's bigger than a lot of these guys, too. He is. Um, yeah. It's 6'2", 240. Um, good uh, downhill first step. Mm-hmm. Um, I Obviously, it's a gamble to kind of play in different position. But to me, at minimum, he's going to be a Sam linebacker. Uh, who obviously they don't play a lot of snaps, but yeah. in this group, like I don't know, I thought he was more of a uh, sure thing than some of these other guys, and a guy who could actually pass rush, 
which is a little bit more interesting. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens with yeah. him. But I think I, he is he's a good wild card pick. He is. Oh, yeah. He's an interesting guy. He definitely is. Like, again, it just – he could have – like, I could have switched my order around. He could have been my six pretty easily. So, not a good group. And we spent a lot of time talking about it, Rob. Too much time. Hey, at least at least we uh, sandwiched it between the edges and the corners, mm-hmm. which are both awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited to get away from this group and, and get into the secondary with the cornerbacks. Uh, and then, the, hey, the draft's almost here. so uh, Less than two weeks. How about that? It's terrifying. It's terrifying. I'm not ready. Uh, the Steelers might take one of these linebackers, though. Probably not anymore. They signed Cole Holcomb, Andalan, and Roberts. Problem <laughs> solved. 